And welcome to another episode of Grounded with Brandon and Craig. I'm Brandon. And I'm Craig. It is good to see you. It's good to see you too. And um, the sun is out and that's absolutely awesome. Perfect. The sun is out. The wind is not blowing. Like it is it's great outside. It's not bad. I mean, it's like about 30 right now. I think we're going up to, what? 42, 45, 45 something, something like, that. like that. Tomorrow's in the 50s. The day after that's 50s. And then we got two days coming up this weekend. It's going to be 61 and 64 is what I thought. 64. Possible rain, though, I think. Yeah, well, that that's a big deal. So, you know, I got to thinking about, you know, you know how much I love the cold weather. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I got to thinking about... What really I'm looking forward to is the summer wind came blowing in. I'm ready. From Are you ready? I am so ready for summer, like you would not believe right now. That makes two of us. Really? Because you've been on the um, you've been on the winter train for a long, long time. Here's the deal: like I get on the winter train, but when I'm when I get off. Like, I get off. Like, I jump. The winter train could still be going, you know, 80 miles an hour down the tracks, but I get off. And it's like, okay, time for summer. Yeah, exactly. I had the big snow, and now everything's just, you know, it's it's going where it's it's freezing, and then it's getting warm, and everything's thawing, and it's freezing. And How about warm. all the ice that we've had? What about that parking lot yesterday morning? Oh, it's crazy. Church? I mean, it was literally like a skating rink out yeah. there. It was terrible. I don't mind... Um, you know, working through that, it's taking my dog out in the mud that's wearing me out right now. I'm just, <laughs> He's just saying the same thing. He's probably telling his other dog friends, you can't believe when I got to go out with this Brandon guy. Right? It's crazy. Exactly. He's wearing me out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But no, I'm the, the weather today was nice coming yeah. in. I'm wearing a sweatshirt, you know, and it's just yeah, it was comfortable. Uh, quite the sweatshirt right there. Where'd you get that? Kohl's. Did you? Allie and I went on a date Friday night. Did you? You got it at Kohl's? Yeah. Did you get that in the men's department? I did. Okay. Just it was, ask. It was on clearance. That would, you know what? That actually would go well with your yoga pants. <laughs> I really, I feel like I should be on the Hunger Games. Like it's one of those, it, this is the way they're making sweatshirts nowadays somewhere. You know what? I think there's I, no I collars. Think you're right. Katris did wear that on the Hunger Katniss. Games. Katniss. Katniss, yes. If you're gonna, if you're gonna reference it, get her name if you right. Get her name right. Come right. on. Come on, bro. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's actually super comfortable. It is a super really? comfortable. It's a super yeah. comfortable sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks very comfortable, and I was just, I was just jazzing with you because um, I do like it. Um, what yeah. color is that? It's like it's um, like a uh, off white, off white, light gray something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's looking really good. So we got a lot of good things. Uh, a lot of good things that uh, been coming up. The weather's changing. The sun is out. The wind's dying down. The ice is melting. In two weeks. Time change. I know you love time change weekends. I love them. Especially spring. Oh, spring oh. forward. You lose an hour of yeah, sleep. I, I hate but them. think about how late the sun's going to go down now. Like it's going to be staying, you know, daylight for well, now we're, almost now eight. We're, yeah. And um, here's the or thing after about eight. summer. Like um, when we're down in Tennessee and we go to the 4th of July. Right. Fireworks. It's still nine forty-five, and we're, the fireworks still hadn't started exactly. because it's still light, a little light outside. Yeah, yeah, I love it. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. I'm ready yeah. for summer. So with summer comes baseball. That's right. And baseball Maybe. is in a terrible state right now. Yeah. I mean, here's my thinking. 
can't anybody do anything correctly and can't anybody do their jobs right? I mean, no. we got from the top down in Washington to the White House to the State House. To, nobody seems to do their job well. And it's like when they get those positions and they they literally lose their minds. Yep. They lose their minds. So what's your opinion on the lockout? Oh, I think it's stupid. <laughs> You know what? Here's the deal. Here's the big thing for me. I'm I'm really not as worried about the lockout right now as I am about why have the Braves not made a stinking deal with Freddie Freeman? Like, you cannot tell me that you're going to let your franchise player walk. He is the face of your program, has been since Chipper Jones left. Like, Freddie's rookie year was— Chipper Jones left in 1959, so— Right, exactly. Think, yeah, that's like— yeah, no, Chipper's or Freddie's rookie season was one of Chipper's last seasons. Was it really? Um, I didn't realize it was. I think that they overlapped. They overlapped a couple years actually. There was a big ice storm in uh, in Atlanta that. one year, uh-huh. and it was funny because Chipper came to Freddie's rescue. Freddie got um, like stranded on the interstate. Like it was, they weren't ready for it, and there were cars just stranded everywhere. Freddie uh, Chipper came to Freddie's rescue on the interstate on a four wheeler with hunting clothes to keep him warm, and oh took him back goodness. to his house on a four wheeler. Chipper's a redneck. Yes, he is. He's a redneck. I love it. I love it. But no, it's like you know the lockout's going to be what it's going to be. Hopefully, they can make a deal. Um, that's the one sport that I really enjoy watching. Still, who uh, who who did Jock Peterson sign with? Did you know, or did he sign with anybody yet? I don't know. I I don't. Braves think, aren't signing. Braves aren't going to keep him. No, which is unfortunate because. They need to. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I just want him to keep Freddie. Freddie's a great He'll guy. Probably go to the Yankees and make thirty-five million dollars a year, and and I can't. Just, and that's the one team I can't stand. I love the Yankees. I know you do. I love them. I know. But. You know, you got Mantle and Gehrig and Jackson and Ruth and you know all those Barra. I mean, how do you not like Billy Martin? I mean, come on, bro. Lou Pinella. Yeah. Ruth. Oh, that's that girl, baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. Dude, you're in the candy bar. You. Baby Ruth. So back to your sweater. Did you just get that in the girls section. <laughs> no, we watched that. Uh, you, you said Ruth. That reminded me. We watched The Sandlot with the kids last week. Oh, Such gosh. a good movie. It is a good movie. He's like, oh yeah, some girl signed my dad's that that ball that my dad had, and and they were like, well, who is it? He's like, some girl named Baby Ruth. They're like, Babe Ruth. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh gosh. Yeah, the kids <laughs> yeah, the, kids loved it. The lockout. It's uh, it's almost annoying because. You know, I'm, I'm not quite sure all the details of the lockout. All I know is that here's the perception of this. And the perception is you're locking out because you want more money. And no matter what you think you're locking out for or you know, between management and players mm-hmm. or yep. if it's television revenue or whatever, whatever the case may be, um, the average person sees a person, say, like Freddie Freeman or Joey Votto making $22 million a year. And you're locking out. Why are you locking out? You know, so they don't even have to have the facts correct. Their perception is going to be the fact at this right. point. So uh, they're literally hurting, you know, hurting themselves and shooting themselves in the foot with exactly. this lockout. Because the last time we had a major breakdown in '94, I mean, baseball was on the skids, man. And then uh, Bud Selig pumped steroids yep. into baseball. Yeah. Don't believe that he didn't. He did. Right. Guaranteed. Right. He gave a free pass to that. And so that brought people back because people were hitting home runs by, like, they're hitting a dozen home runs a week. So um, so now we have another lockout. And here's my here's my question to you. And I pose this to a couple guys that, that I get with uh, throughout the week. So you're locking out, and say you're a, a, a baseball player who's been playing quite a while, say like a Joey Votto right. or somebody like that. 
And, you know, you've been playing 15 years or something, and you missed 2020 because of COVID. You played in a max of 60 games, so right. you probably didn't play that many. Right. Uh, he probably paid 50. Played last year, and then now we're locking out again. So here's here's my question. As a player who is a good player, great player, and you already had one season destroyed, you missed 100 and some games. Right. Don't you think that you'd want – when you're 37 and 8 years old, you'd want every game you have. So well, Lotto's in the 300 range for home runs. Right, he's there. It's, it's going to help but what your if number. he gets to 392 where he's like, well, I would have had 400 if I hadn't missed 100 games in 2020 exactly. and I hadn't missed 58 games in 2022. You know what I mean? Right. It's so. hurting your numbers, your overall. Exactly. Because people look back at that. You know, you you go to, to get inducted into the Hall of Fame and those overall numbers yeah, there's a make bar. a big difference. There, there know, is a bar. 400 home runs. There's yep. 1,500 RBIs, there's 300 wins, 3,000 strikeouts. 3, yep. Yeah, there's a bar, and so you miss those bars. You yeah, know, you would so. think, especially those guys that just love the game, too, that they would want to play. Exactly. So I, I, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense because spring training should be starting now, right? We, oh, we, no, we should have been already in it. Yeah, there's games every, every day yeah. I pull up to see what my North Carolina Tar Heels are doing in basketball, and it's like, you know, I get the Braves updates, too, and it's like, canceled. Like their games are canceled because they're locked out. So I like it when you say, you know, my North Carolina Tar Heel. Mm-hmm. Because a few weeks ago we were talking about, you know, the Super Bowl. And we were talking about the Bengals and the 49ers and the Super Bowl in 88. Because you said, well, you know, the Bengals met my 49ers in 88. And they also met my 49ers in 82. Two. Yeah. And somebody uh, at church the next time said, I loved it when Brandon said my 49ers met him in 82. He's like. Was that guy even born? No, I was negative three. <laughs> I was negative three. I was like, yeah, but he still claimed him being negative three. It's in the blood. My dad was a big tar or 49ers fan at that now, point. How's that possible? How's your dad? A, how's your dad a 49ers fan? I don't know. I mean, is he from Virginia? Yeah. What, he, there's no backstory to that? I mean, That's he just, just woke he, up one morning and was like, geez, I like the 49ers. That's who he, he grew up liking. Really? Like, like his sister, big Cowboys fan. Really? Can't, I can't stand the Cowboys. So, yeah, I don't know. Like my, my sports teams are all over. Now, Atlanta kind of <clears throat> get that because Atlanta was probably the closest team to us. Maybe it'd be probably the Baltimore Orioles, possibly. And I did like them growing up just because of Cal Ripken Jr. I liked watching him play. Um, but Atlanta would be, you know, probably the next closest ballpark okay. because the Washington Nationals weren't there then, right? You know, growing up in Virginia, and Atlanta was who we could watch on TV. So that was the well, big. How far reason. are you from Atlanta in Virginia? Oh, it's not that far. It's probably six, seven hours. Well, you're the same distance from Cincinnati from, then, right? Pretty much. Well, you know, you know what, what you can do. I don't know. So anyway, so Atlanta baseball. Dude, you're on the wrong side of that. North Carolina in college. <laughs> Like, I do not like either Virginia teams. Virginia, Virginia Tech, don't care for them. You you claim North Carolina, right? Yes. But deep down in the pit of your heart. Negative. Ne- you don't I know, know where what I was going to say. I do know where you you're going. You have no idea what I was going to say. I know where you're going. What? Tell me. Just because I went to school in the state, went to college in the state, doesn't mean that I like them one ounce. Are you talking about Kentucky? Yes. You know what? Let's pray for Let's pray for Brandon, Brandon right now. Right? Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, no, 49ers in, in, uh, in football, mm. Tar Heels in college. Mm. And, and I follow the Tar Heels in, in other things than just basketball. Like a lot of people are bandwagon. 
Tar Heels basketball fans because of Michael Jordan and they've had the national championship runs and everything. Right, but right. Like, I love watching their baseball team. Um, I don't watch it a lot, but their women's soccer team has had a lot of success. Mia Hamm played at North Carolina. You don't know who that is, do you? Like she's a big soccer player. Okay. But I'm not into girl sports. I'm yeah, sorry. sorry. That's okay. It's I just, right. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know it happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't so, know yeah. how we got off on that. But uh, I, I will say, just okay, for the go record, for go for it. If I have a second favorite team in the major leagues, Cincinnati would be my second favorite team. Awesome. And that's just, we've been down to watch them. Right, Love right, the stadium. Right. Great American Ballpark is, it's nice to go to. Man, it is. It's, it's okay. It is. I mean, it's nothing I like, the like other stadium better. It's nothing like you know Braves' new truest park. Right, I've been there. That's that's stout, but it's also like three years old now. So you, Braves and then the Reds. Mine would be the Reds and then the New York Boo. Yankees. I like Boo. the Yankees. And then uh, I don't know who would be third place for me. I'm. I, I, I don't have a third. Used to be the Astros, but. Negative. Not I've, al- I've always liked the Astros. Even when I was a little boy, I, yeah. I loved the Astros. I just loved them. Right. So I love their. I love their uniforms. I love those. Oh rainbow yeah, the colors. Oh my yeah. goodness, they were like when I was a kid. You go down there, they brought those uniforms, and you're just like you're mesmerized by that. And they're on that right. solid green astroturf. You're just like this is the this is a thing of beauty right here yeah. going on. But you know how that goes. So, so you guys doing pretty good. Yeah, doing real good. Now that we've talked baseball and football and. Yeah, we uh, sports we had a a Vex Robotics competition in Norwalk this past Saturday, so that was an all day event. Mm. Left the house about six twenty Saturday morning, walked back in the door about six o'clock Saturday evening. Stopped uh, in Marion, got some Chinese on the way home. It was good. (laughs) Chinese, Chinese. (laughs) I didn't even know there was a Chinese place in Marion. House of Hunan. Is it good? It's very good. Very good. And then this Saturday, um, we've got our, the robotics state competition. So oh, my that's... parents are coming up, and my sister and brother-in-law and their three boys are coming up. Well, and you're going to have a house full. Yep. Jordan made state, so we're going to go root her on. And and is that Saturday? Saturday. So It's in Marion at the Coliseum. Oh, really? Yep. So what's going on on Friday for you guys with all the family in? Um, I think we're going to do – I think I'm going to make chicken noodles and mashed potatoes for dinner. That's probably not what I was thinking. What were you thinking? I was thinking more about your dad. <laughs> yeah. Say, taking us all to the Der Dutchman and treating us like the kind gentleman that he is. There you go. Well, he'll listen to the podcast, so hey, I'm, I'm not get asking back to for, you. What if we do breakfast there? We could do breakfast. What if we do breakfast? That we, would be awesome. We could do breakfast. Do they have a buffet there? They used to. I don't know they if they do now or not. Breakfast buffet. They used but to. Their breakfasts are good though. They, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Just pretty good. It's pretty good. How, how can you not? I make breakfast myself at home, man. Come on. Yeah, but sometimes just keep eating it out is like a treat, like especially Amish breakfast. Right. I got grits. I got grits from Amish country at home. I make you grits if you want grits, dude. I love grits. I do too. They are really good. Yeah, I love grits. So, um, so what about you? How are things going with you? They're good. Uh, I had my grandson in last I week. Know. Um, you know, the week before last weekend, Dustin and Heather and the kids were in and then they left sunday and then davis stayed and he left on friday so i've been missing him he's been he's been awesome he was in here you know one day yeah he was in here he was good yeah he's really good and 
he has that big old mohawk, so that was great. Yeah. yeah, Christian, I gave him a haircut last week. Got him the the Chuck Liddell mohawk going again. That looks good. I like those haircuts. Yeah, those are awesome. I can I can hook you up if you want. I'm sure you can. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I don't know something happened in the middle of the week. I ended up getting some throat issue and. So I was struggling yesterday, uh, speaking a little bit and struggling right now a little bit. Yeah, so yeah. you know how that is. I, I don't know if it's the weather change or what it is. <laughs> I think but, it is because um, it's going around. Like yeah. I've heard multiple people just dealing with sinus issues. I'm, I'm the same way. Kind of got some, some sinus drainagey stuff going on. Nothing crazy, but drainagey. Drainagey. I like that. Drainagey. It's a word I've It's like a flower. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, hopefully, I mean, uh, hopefully the weather will choose a season soon and, Please. And we'll we'll get on the right track and right. won't have to deal with the sinus stuff anymore. Exactly, 100%. But hey, but this week, past weekend, mm-hmm. had a great weekend. Um, Very a good lot weekend. of people at church Sunday. And yeah. I was shocked how many, you know, they just kept coming in and coming in. I and know. We were well over 300 and like around the 315 or 14 or. Yeah, somewhere in there. Somewhere about that. So that was really good. And um Good to see packed house and band. The people hung around and talked yesterday. They hung I, around and talked. They sang well, like second mm-hmm. service. Just I backed off the mic. We were singing "Great mm-hmm. Are You Lord" and uh, you know, just a good song of just that idea of you know it's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise mm-hmm. to you only. Right. And um and just people were singing so loud. I just backed off and let them sing. That was nice. And um you know uh, was it the first service you stood up and welcomed everybody. Nobody like. Did anything? Yeah, no one did anything, and it's like, uh, is this thing on? Like, hello? right, right. That was funny. That was really funny. And everybody then were they? Then they started. They uh, flopped, man. Yeah. Like first and second service have flip flopped. They really have. You know, first service really used to have. be super responsive, super. You know, you know, just singing and engaged, and second service was kind of dead. And and it's maybe kind they've of been listening to us talk about them, and they so they. You know, the up the ante on I us. think so. I think so. Second service is where it's at right now. So that was good. It was. It was. Uh, you're right. They sang well. Yeah. Uh, yesterday we celebrated uh, Kim a little bit. Yeah, we had a lot going on yesterday's service, and um, so we had cake down in the um, fellowship hall, and she was down there, and we brought her and Ivan up on uh, the stage and uh, talked to them. And, you know, prayed with them, and so we just keep praying for them, and ask all of you to keep praying for her and her family as they um, continue to seek God and yep. what they want to do for the next little venture of their life, and turning the page and the chapter, and you know how that goes. Yep, absolutely. Yep. So I was talking to her this morning, and she's just um, said all these things that she's going to get to do, taking the kids here and there, and they're not going to have a problem trying to work out the scheduling right now. So for like, sure, oh, that's nice. Exactly, right? that's really nice. Yep, for yep. sure. Yep, and then first service. Corey Smith baptized his daughter. How about it, Kinley? So that's that's always exciting, always great to see, and it is good. And uh, just yeah. and then the previous Monday, uh, we could go tonight. Uh, we had another baptism. Yep. Um, Addison, Addie, Addie, Addie Lowe, Addie Lowe. was baptized. Clint baptized her. Yep. And so, so did that actually take? If Clint did it, I think so. Okay, I'm just checking. I believe so. I mean, it's sketchy sometimes. I know. No, I, you I know. You, you I know, know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't have to go into detail about. about that, right? Yeah, no, we get it. <laughs> we get it. So, Clint, if you're listening, we love you. We love you. But, but yeah, no, it was a great day. And then they uh, reca- or kind of capped off the end of the service by giving the announcements and talking about what's going to be taking place with LifeWise. We had Todd in here last week talking about that. And so right. they were talking about just the different ways that – 
you know, you can serve for that, obviously, you know, praying. Exactly. And, and they're starting a 30-day of prayer um, um, thing on the 1st, so tomorrow we'll start that. Right, Where right. they'll give you something different to pray for every day. And then um, financial, you know, they're, they're looking for, an at, for financial help as well. And also to volunteer by um, being present. And, and they're right. not sure exactly what that looks like yet. They don't know exactly what positions they need filled. But right. um, if you would like to volunteer or if you would like to give financially, um, you can go to lifewiseacademy.org. And you can search for North Union Elementary School. And there will be places on there to do both of those things. That's that's awesome. And I heard, I did hear a lot of people asking questions yesterday and talking about that. So I think they got the um, you know I think they got the uh, the word out which they wanted to do. I thought the video was good too. It was good. It um, was. I actually watched it back here in the stream room. On oh, the did you? Okay. Small screen. Yeah. So when I came when I was done, yeah. So, but yeah, good day yesterday and uh, good, uh, pretty good weather and uh, mm-hmm. people were in good spirits. And I, I love it when people hang around and talk. I, I think that's just, um, you know, just a good, just a good sign of a few things, you know, um, just people are, you know, engaging with each other and, you know, enjoying each other's company. And yeah, because uh, it was, it was getting late. So, yes, it was. I was getting hungry. So I was telling Anita, let's go. Let's go. I'm Quit hungry. talking. I'm hungry. Yeah, no, I get that. We went home and we just kind of figured, we just kind of had, everybody did their own thing and for lunch. And exactly. And we rested the rest of the day, just chilled because we were gone all day Saturday. So the dog enjoyed being out all day yesterday. So I'm sure, good. I'm sure he did. He was ready. And yesterday we talked, uh, we were, we've got uh, two more weeks in the series of us taking a stand and this Sunday, um, I'm going to be speaking, and then the following Sunday, you're going to be wrapping it up, so that'll be exciting. I am? You are. Oh, okay. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so that'll be good. And uh, we talked yesterday about being the conscious of the community and uh, you know what does that actually look like. And we literally focused on salt and light. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know we've heard that so much, but ha- what a great... What a great topic for us today in 2022 as a Christian and as a as a follower of Jesus Christ to literally be the salt right. and the light of this world. Right. And, you know, uh, just that idea that you talked about of we are, we should be the conscience for our communities. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just that idea that we, you know, we should be adding flavor for God into mm-hmm. – into our community, we could we should be shining a light right. into our community for God, right? And so, yeah. And, and I, um, you know, I could have gone into so many things on that because you, you only have so much time, you know. Right. And um, but there's so many breakdowns, so so many biblical things that you can look at when it comes to being the salt and everything. There's exactly. So much stuff involved right. in that. So I, I, I literally felt like yesterday I was skipping a a rock across the lake. You know, you get like right. three little skips exactly. and then you're out. So I, it's almost one of those things where it's like. When I was putting this together, I thought, you know, maybe later on in the summer might be a good thing to do, do three or four weeks on what does salt look like. Right. What does that actually mean? What's from a biblical standpoint, what does God want us to do? Right, right. And so, uh, because there's so many things we can look at with that. Well, because you you mentioned it yesterday, but we think, you know, when we first think of salt, we naturally think of flavoring. Right. But back in in this time when the Bible was written, salt was used a lot for preservation. 
Exactly. You know, it was used to preserve meats and, and things. Exactly. And so, you know, you're looking at it and breaking it down yeah. in that way as well. You know, I love salted country ham, though. That is yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's, anyway, we won't get off. can't beat that. <laughs> hey, this is off topic, but um, have right. you been watching? I know you've talked about possibly doing a series later on this year as well, but have you been watching any of the Frozen? The Frozen. The Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Bees will buzz. <laughs> Goodness. The Frozen. Any of the Chosen. Uh, well, I'm actually through it. How are you? I'm, okay. The, there's only two seasons. Correct. And so we're through that. And uh, But occasionally I'll run some scenes back and, yeah. and watch it. And uh, Because, yeah. In fact, uh, for Easter, I'm actually thinking about using a couple of clips okay. from that. And then this summer, I've actually thought about, I know you and I right. bantered this around, actually doing something with the Chosen, um, you know, even calling it the Chosen Sermon Series. And doing something with that because there's so many, there are so many good things in that. Oh, I mean, absolutely! My goodness. Yeah, we we are through about four or five episodes now. We just started season one, so Allie and I are watching that, and it's really, really good, really well done, really well done. And then maybe in the fall, toward the winter, we could do a sermon series based off of Frozen. Let's do it. <laughs> what character are you? Are you are you an Olaf? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm just kind of walking through, just oblivious about everything. <laughs> the Frozen. <laughs> yeah, I know you haven't seen um, Frozen two yet, but I have not. Oh, we've got to have a movie night. We've got to have you up for a movie night. Yeah, okay, let's do it. Popcorn and everything. We can do that after the Dear Dutchman on Friday. Sounds good. I can do it. Sounds good. But yeah, no Olaf when he's like, yeah, this is normal. Like just some of the phrases that he says are, are great. Anyway, so back to uh, salt and light. <laughs> right after that, um, I love the. Um, there was a couple quotes yesterday that I, that I used. One was from Becky Peppert in a book mm-hmm. called Out of the Salt Shaker, and and it's an older book. And if you if you ever get your a chance to get your hands on this book to read it, she does a great job laying this out. I think, but she says this. She said. Um, when we leave church on Sunday, we are to get into the world um, and into our communities and to be the literal salt of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I didn't go to explain that, but she goes on to explain that. But she's 100 percent right. And Timothy Keller, I love this quote. Oh, that's good. And I don't I don't really listen to him a lot. Right. Um, right. But occasionally I'll hear something. And I actually heard this about a month ago. I was on my way back from Cincinnati and I actually I kept repeating this over and over again, but he said this. In Second Corinthians, the Apostle Paul tells Christians to be ambassadors, but sometimes we have too many ambassadors just hanging around the embassy. I Ouch. love that. Yeah. Because I think it's absolutely true. I mean, think about your think about your experience. You know, you've been, you know, in church probably most of your life, yep. but think about your ministry experience and getting people to not just hang around this place, right. but to get out and do what God has called you to do. Yeah. It's a hard thing to do for people to get in that mindset. Correct. Even even if you think about like in here, like if you were to just kind of like be a fly on the wall on a Sunday. Right. It, it seems like you've got the same, and, and I'm guilty of this sometimes. You've got the same people talking to the same people after service every week. Oh, yeah. It's like, especially for us the past few months, like we've got new people. Let's let's reach out. Let's yeah. let's engage. Let's engage in some conversation. Exactly. And not talk to those same people that you're talking to every week will still be there. Exactly. You know, but let's. Yeah. Yeah, there's always a group of uh, people that are always talking that, that it's the same. It's the same every the same week. one every time, you know. And, it's, and I understand that. I mean, it's, For sure. it's easy to gravitate toward. Exactly. But also, you if, if you're. Uh, it's about you know, being intentional, too, though. 
Exactly. And if you're a longtime believer in Jesus Christ and, you know, you're, you believe, hey, this is what we need to be doing, you're going to be kind of seeking out those new people. Now, for me, I really try to seek them out. But by the time I get out or somebody stops me, too, me they're right. gone. They're, they're gone. And um, you do a better job at it than I do because I seem to get distracted easy. I, I, why, I just tend to tell people, hey, I've got to run it. I, I want to try to catch this this couple that I saw. I'll be back. And yeah. so I just be intentional about that. So it's, but that is something that I've worked on. Yeah, because it, it is easy to get sidetracked. It is easy to, easy to talk to the people that you like to talk to. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. But I it think is. it's also important to make as many connections with those new families that you can. Exactly. And then I read a verse that you know we haven't re- done in a while. Matthew twenty eight nineteen. Jesus tells us, therefore, go to make disciples of all nations. And when you look at the word disciple, this means that you're a constant learner of the things of God and his right. word. So right. it's not, hey, let's go and make church members. That's not what he means. Right. He's right. like, let's make disciples because guess what disciples do? Disciples make other make disciples. Other disciples. Yep. So therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And um, that's the command. And, yep. I, and I love it. It's just go. Yep. You need to go. You need to go do what I have, I have told you to do. And um, and then I read Matthew 5.13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Right. So, you know, basically, do the people of this world and the people that you're with on your job or at school or the gym or wherever you go mm-hmm. – do they see Jesus Christ in you? Right. Or are you like everybody else? Would they even even for a split second think, you know, that person's different. That person, they know God or right. there's something right. just different about them. Yep. And, and I think it's important for the church of Jesus Christ, especially when we are together, when we leave this place, to be thinking, you know what? I've got a job to do. I have a mission. I literally right. have, yeah, a mission that God yep. has called me to do. When you talked about that, I may be putting the, the cart ahead of the horse here, but you talked about that. You know, what if? What if each and every single one of us, and you said, you know, say there are 200 adults here today in Mm -hmm. both services, and what if each and every single one of us makes it our mission to reach one person with the gospel of Jesus Christ this year? Think about it. One person that doesn't know Jesus that you reach this year. 200 becomes 400. Mm -hmm. And then those 400 people do the same thing the next year. That becomes 800. You see how it works? And then it becomes 1,600. See how it works? And I'm going to stop because my math will get bad from there yeah. probably. Yeah, I but. can see it in his eyes. He was losing it, man. He was losing right? it. Right? <laughs> yeah. 32. But, but think about it. How hard would that be? And you literally, over the three-year period, did one person a year. Right. But if everybody did it, that's 1,600 people over a, th- right. a th- you know, three-year period. Well, and it, and it just is, is a great reminder of the fact that you know it's not your job. It's not my job only. That's part of our job, I really believe so, is to impact people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But it's not just our job. No. Because you're going to have a different group of people that you're going to be able to reach. Someone else who is is you know going to be here on a Sunday morning or whatnot, they're going to have a different group of people that they're mm-hmm. going to reach. And I may not be able to have influence with exactly. anybody in that group. Exactly, 100%. Because um, you know, uh, when you go out from this place, um, the thing I think that Christians do a lot of times is we get frustrated with the world's events and the narrative of the day and right. you know the slap against Christianity and all that. And so when somebody brings something up, we're almost on the defense. Automatically, we go on the defense, and so we automatically set that situation and that time with that person 
on kind of a, an un, un, unlevel bound, right. right, ground. And so when when you do that, you you can't go on the defense no matter what people say. You've got to literally show them what Jesus Christ has done in right. your life right. and how are you going to affect that person. So if you get frustrated with somebody and you're trying to talk to them about God, my, my suggestion is to be like, hey, let's talk about this later. Walk away and start praying for them. Right. Excuse yourself and just start praying for them. And pray for their heart that God is going to see them. Because you know what? If you make a commitment to reach one person for Jesus Christ, it's not going to be a very easy task. Right, right. It's probably going to take you the entire year. For sure. But here's what you do. You just tell, you just give them Jesus and you allow God to do you know yep. God to do the work. Exactly. And I talked yesterday a little bit about um, the way that I talk to unchurched people so much different than I talk to Christians. You know, if I'm preaching or something, I'm actually talking to Christians. I'm... If an unchurched person or a, a non-Christian happens to show up, mm-hmm. they're going to hear it. But I'm literally right. trying to right. talk to the hearts of people who are believers that we will do what we're supposed to do when God calls us to do it during right. the week. So, right. You know, that goes right. So I ask, um, I said this, the way that you know that you're salt is this. Are you as the salt impacting an unsaved culture? Mm. So... Take a look at it. Have you impacted any? Have you impacted any of the culture this year, since a year ago today? You as an individual, me mm-hmm. as an individual. Right. How about over the last two years? Have you been living in fear? Have you been listening to the news cycle? Have you been running with your like a chicken with your head cut off? I mean, have you impacted an unsaved culture over the right. last two years? Right. Let me make it easy. How about the last five? Let's make it even easier. So you've been a Christian for thirty years. Have you impacted the culture one time in 30 years? Right. That's how you know you are salt and light right. to this world. You have to be able to put yourself out there in the name of Jesus Christ to glorify God that you're going to be the salt and light that God has called you to do. So For sure. My voice is shaking a little bit. Yep. I'm starting to lose it. Well, you, you mentioned here, I'll, I'll take over, get, give you a little break, let you take a, a sip of coffee. What are you drinking, Tim Hortons? I am. Yeah. It's my Monday morning uh, mojo. It is. I'm, I'm empty again. <laughs> I've made it through a pot of coffee already. Oh my goodness! I, I don't know how you do it, man. It's actually not quite a pot. I've still got some in the pot left. To, but I'm drinking Black Rifle. Go big surprise there. Yeah, I do like Black. But Black I am Rifle. drinking the Thirty Presents out when they went that put that one on sale um, right after Christmas. I bought four bags of it because they nice. were like seven dollars and something a bag. You know, I, I did talk to Corey the other day about. Um, I think it was last week about getting us set up at Hemisphere. Hemisphere. So he said he's, he's going to try to do it. That's going to so, be good. That'll be fine. Hopefully he will go help us lug all this gear down too. Exactly. And drink coffee. And drink coffee. But you said, um, you know, salt of the earth, you know, here's what salt does. It adds flavor and goes unnoticed. Exactly. You know, it's it's not necessarily bold. It's not like a... You know, you go to Buffalo Wild Wings, mm-hmm. and you're like, uh, "Yeah, could I get the the spicy garlic wings?" The, that flavor goes noticed, like it's exactly super noticed. Yeah. Um, but when you when a steak is seasoned right, and I've watched so many people um, who are, are, are high quality chefs, they talk about seasoning the steak. I, I'm a big fan of um, Iron Chef Jeezy um, Jeffrey Zakarian, and and he's I've watched him before, and he's like. All you need is salt and pepper. If you cook your steak properly, all you need is salt and pepper. And I agree with that. And um and and so 
if you season it right, it does. It adds right. flavor, and it, it kind of goes unnoticed. It allows the, the meat that you're flavoring to, to shine. It just does its job. It does its job. Without and so, you forcing it to do its job. And yeah. so that's what you know we're called to do. We're we're called to add flavor mm-hmm. to our culture, you know, without being you know so over the top that the culture is like, what what in the world? Why would I want to be? And and I think you, we, we've talked before. I think a lot of people on the outside looking in at Christianity, they're like, I can act like that, and I'm not a Christian. Why would I right. want to be a Christian? Exactly. Because they're beating each other up. They're bashing each other. They're you know this. They're that. They're judgmental. They're you know, they're just hypocrites. You've, right, you've heard right. that. And so it's like, well, if, if you're being judged as a hypocrite, as being, you know, judgmental and all of these things, are you really being the salt? Mm-hmm. I would say probably not. And I've held a couple secular jobs throughout my, you know, ministry life. And, um, and they've been the thing that I've tried to do when I've held those jobs is not to get in caught up into, a feeling and an emotional talk with somebody, whether it has been a topic of there was a gentleman that I worked a job. He was a professor at um, uh, University of Cincinnati, and he was a proclaimed atheist. Okay, And so he would come down to the desk where I was working every single day and he would talk about the Bible. And I will be honest with you, he knows the Bible, right? The guy knows the Bible better than anybody that I've ever seen. And so he would talk about these things, and he was always trying to bait me and to get me to go off on some tangent, and I would never let right. him do that. Right. And this is what he told me after a long time after we did this. I'm not saying I didn't get frustrated with him, but this is what he told me one time. He said, you're one of the first people who calls themselves a Christian, in air quotes, he said, that has never gotten mad at me for talking like this. Huh. And I was like, I'm not going to get mad at you because you're one of the smartest people that I've ever seen. Your mind is absolutely over the top. I mean, like you've got so much information in there. I said, what a great tool to use for God. You already know the Bible. So wouldn't it be great if all of a sudden God changed your heart and you started talking about the Bible instead of talking against the Bible? He just looked at me and he went, well, it might work someday. Huh. And he just walked off. Wow! I never know what happened to him, right? And because um, I quick uh, shortly uh, stopped doing that job, but um, I always thought I've thought about him over the years. And the, the last time I actually had that conversation with him was like around 2006. Okay. And um, the, the amazing thing is, is I literally have thought about this guy probably three or four times a month through this time right ever wondering what happened to him. I, I should probably look him up, but I don't yeah. remember his name at this point. But he, he, when we are going to be the salt, we're just going to do our job right. and allow God to right. work through that. So, yeah. Yep. And then you mentioned the second thing that salt does is, we already mentioned this, but it acts as a preservative. Right. Um, you said Galatians 5.16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. There's a sermon series in that verse right there. Yeah. Galatians is a good book. You got that right. Yeah. You got that right. That is a... Um, I mean, our entire culture and even a lot of Christians today, we're not, uh, the culture for sure is not letting the Holy Spirit guide them. Right. And there are a lot of Christians today who profess to be Christians, but you're not really guided by the Holy Spirit of God because you're continuing to give in to your your sinful nature. Right. You complain, you gripe. I'm not talking about the weather, okay? So don't, don't, don't look at me like that. Whatever you need to say. But you complain, you gripe, you get in arguments with, uh, other Christians, you're you're always frustrated. At other Christians, you don't like this, you don't like that. You're always in the middle of something. 
that's the human sinful nature mm-hmm. that you're involved in. That has nothing to do with God whatsoever. You are in charge of your life, yeah. not the Holy Spirit. So wow. when you give your life over to God, and I mean, how hard is it to literally give your life to to the Holy Spirit every day? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm always saying you got to tap into the Spirit. Yeah. If I tapped into the Spirit the way I was supposed to, I bet my life would be so much easier. Yeah. Absolutely. You're looking at me like, yeah, no, I just, I'm, I'm kind of sitting over here kind of amazed of everything you just said. I had that conversation with God this morning. Really? Uh, I do a lot of praying while I'm driving. And um, I was driving in this I've morning. I've with you and I've prayed while you were driving too. Right? <laughs> exactly. But no, I, I had to run through the post office today. And so I was kind of making the longer trip around. Normally it's about four and a half, five minutes from my house to the church. Um, and so I was praying and, and I actually had that prayer of, you know, God, why almost asking why don't i tap into the holy spirit more right i need to so often i try to do everything on on by my own mm-hmm. strength but i can't do that Mm-mm. you know god's given us the holy spirit for a reason mm-hmm. and so it's like uh, you know help me to tap into the holy spirit help me not to be led by my own desires exactly. but by the desires that the holy spirit is putting in my life mm-hmm. in my heart um you know because yeah those temptations are going to be there right the temptations aren't going to go away. No. And when I try to um, tackle those on my own strength, my own power, mm-hmm. I fail 99.999% of the time. You and me both. But when I tap into the Holy Spirit and I allow the Holy Spirit to guide me, to lead me away from that, man, it's like, why wouldn't I? But here I am again. It's like we are. T- trying to tap into my own strength. Exactly. Instead of, but yeah, no, I was just sitting here. But don't you think that's a, 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 a control thing? It is. It is. You're, you're you're trying to control, or I'm trying to control, or another Christian's trying to control your outcome. I think it's a control thing. I think for me, sometimes it's a pride. It's a pride thing. Okay. Uh, of saying, you know what, I I'm good. I've got right. this. I can do this. Yeah, I'm good. I got it. You know. And yeah. so I think it's a pride thing sometimes too of thinking, you know, I'm I'm better than that. I've got it. I'll I'll get it. I'll take care of it. But I can't. I can't do it without God. No. I can't and, do it without His Holy Spirit. And our and our control issues and our pride issues probably are the thing that get in the way the most right. for all of us because you know I have found that I I, I do like control mm-hmm. and um, it's better when I'm in control. You know what I mean? I I, I think 100%, it is. Yeah. But when I actually take a step backward and it's almost like I turn my back on my control and I let God have it, it is so much better. And there actually is a peace because sometimes when right. I'm in control. I'm not that peaceful. Right. But when God is in control, even though I don't know or see the next step, I feel peaceful about it. Right. So why don't I just give up and just do it all the time? Yeah, and that's That's what I was thinking. You know, even though you said even though I don't see the next step, I've I've got peace. A lot of times when you're trying to be in control, you're trying to think ahead to the next five steps. Exactly. And and there is no peace there because you're trying to, okay, if I do this right and then that and then that, that, that. Then that gets me where I want to be, and where you want, where you want to be, then you got to do that again, right? Because then you're you're trying to maneuver the next four or five steps. Mm-hmm. It's just a never ending cycle. So it's like, why don't we just wave the white flag and just you know give into that, um, right. And let God do that. Absolutely. Um, where my son in law was on staff at, at a church in Indiana a few years back, they did a sermon series called um, "Wave the White Flag." And I love that because it's all about giving up control, things that we would like mm-hmm. to control. And it was like a four or five week sermon series. And I only listened to a couple, a couple of them, but I thought that sermon series was good. 
um, because, you know, they had this flag blown in the wind and it was a white flag. It's like, you know, I give up. Yeah. I surrender. Exactly. I I love that song that we sing. um, I surrender by Hillsong. You know, here I am down on my knees again, surrendering all. Um, And we do sing a song called White Flag 2 by Chris Tomlin. But it is that idea of, you know, normally you think about it, you know, waving the white flag is a sign of defeat. It's a sign of weakness. Mm -hmm. You know, know, when you think of it in war, it's like, you know, you're giving up, you're Mm -hmm. surrendering. Mm -hmm. But when you wave the white flag to God, it's like, okay, God, I can't do this by myself. Right. I can't fight this battle on my own. So I'm going to surrender and allow you to fight the battle for me. Oh, 100%. And and how much better is it when he does that? Yep. Because there's really no fight with God. It's just he handles it. Exactly. He takes care of it. Um, I read a scripture yesterday. Jesus said in Acts 1.8, and I love this verse because it's just before he goes back to heaven. He says, yep. but you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Think about that. You're going to get this power when the Holy Spirit comes. And you're going to be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. And he goes on to say in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Yep. So, man, don't you want to tap into that power to get that power Absolutely. from God? So the 12 men that Jesus was talking to, yeah, 100%, they turned this world upside down yep. because they literally did tap into the Holy Spirit of God. Right. And, and I, love the, I love the disciples because as Jesus was with them and they were walking with Jesus and eating with Jesus and just saw Jesus do all these things, they were still mm-hmm. kind of punks a little bit. I mean, yeah. they're arguing, they're bickering, they're, they got their personality. But it's like when the resurrection happened and Jesus gets goes back to heaven, it's like these guys batting the hatches down and they became almost like from these guys that couldn't get it right. All of a sudden they got it all right. Yep. And so I'm, it amazes me of what of of how they changed, yep. and it's like they did get the power of the Holy. I say Spirit that was all based off of that exactly, one hundred percent. Yep. So I asked a question yesterday: Can we be the conscious of the community? Hmm. And then I said, maybe the better question is: Will we, will we? be the yep. conscious of the community? No doubt we can be. Yep. But are we going to do it? And I think in you have to be intentional. Yeah. You have to make a choice to do that. It's like I choose to this this day that I'm going to be the conscious of the community and I'm going to be salt and light yep. to this world. And use the circumstances that you've been placed in. Use the 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 gifts you've got. Use the passions you have. You know, if right. it's you know for me, if it's shooting my bow, you know, use that to to impact people for God's kingdom. I love the quote you said you gave by Bear Bryant. He oh, said, yeah. "God gave me the gift of leading men, so I can do that." So I don't try to save the world. I just go at it one football player at a time. <laughs> That's pretty good. You know, isn't it? He used that situation. God gave him the gift of coaching a football team. Did. He was going at it one football player at a time. How about that hat and that picture yesterday? That he That's was nice. That That's, was, that, I loved uh, it. Checkered blue and white checkered awesome, fedora. right? Yeah. It's, only Bear Bryant could pull that one off, man. I couldn't. You know, you might be able to with that sweater Maybe. and oh, your Lord. yoga pants. Well, I don't know about that. He's like, continuing on. <laughs> continuing on, yeah. You closed out. You were talking about number two, you are the light of the world. Right. And um, Matthew 5, verses 14 through 15, Jesus says, you are the light awesome of verse. the world. Yes, it is. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. And I just love that imagery of, you know, and and the more that we just live life in this world, I feel like the darkness is closing in. But at the same time, 
we've been giving a, given a light to shine mm-hmm. that shines brighter than the darkness. You talked about, <laughs> you said, has anybody been driving down the middle of the road at right. night, maybe on a back road, and turn your lights off? <laughs> and I think you and Jerry were the only ones yeah. that Have you admitted. ever done it? Yeah, I have. Yeah, you didn't raise your hand, though. I didn't. I didn't. But yes, no, I have done I know that. every, I, I know about half those people in that room have done that. Right. And, and when you turn, you know, you can't see at all where you're going. Thankfully, a deer didn't run out in that moment. On Whitestone. On Whitestone. Yeah, don't do that on Whitestone. Oh You'll end up hitting Sasquatch or exactly. something. Exactly. <laughs> but no, you, and you turn your, your lights back on and it's like, bam, you know, you can see exactly, exactly. where you're going. Um, and we've been given that same light to help people see where they need to go. Exactly. And that's it because uh, light, um, you know, we talked about yesterday, light gets rid of darkness mm-hmm. and then uh, light gives direction. Yes. And so if you're the light of the world, you're going to be a light in the middle of the dark world, but you're also going to set the direction for where people need to go. It's almost like, it's almost like, um, you know, you're holding a lantern for somebody and showing them the path to go down. Like you're right, just, right. You're, you're just showing the light so they can follow the right path to go exactly. down. Exactly. And I think that's, that, that's the beauty, uh, the beauty of that. Um, and I think the, the hardest thing in the world for us to do today in 2022, because <laughs> let's admit it, none of us are the same person we were two years ago. Right. Today. Right. I mean, literally two years ago today, we had no idea what was about to shake down and what was about to go down. We were just doing our thing and doing our life and whatever. I was just looking forward to my birthday. You were that. That's for sure. You were. Didn't know I was going to be needing to find toilet paper. But you got it. I, I gave did. You, you I gave, gave you me a role, role. Yeah, on my birthday. On your birthday. And um, but we've all changed during that time mm-hmm, for sure. And um, you know, it's very easy to get discouraged and grumble and complain and get down and you know whatever it is, fear, worries, anxieties, mm-hmm. anger, however, whatever spectrum of emotion that you have. But there comes a time in our life where we have to set those emotions aside. Do you agree right. with that? Absolutely. I got to set down my anger or my fears or my yep. anxieties yep. or my worries, and finally just say, God. I feel this is the way I feel, but I know my feelings aren't facts. They are my emotions. So God, help me get in tune with your word, your truth and and what you want me to do. Right. Because if I'm wrapped up with anger, fear, worries, anxieties, and all these emotions, there's no way that I'm being salt, the salt of the earth. And there's no way that I'm being a light of the world. Right. No way whatsoever. You're not doing it in your home. You're not doing it at your job. You're not doing it on the road. You're not doing it wherever you go. Yep. So I have to deal with those. So you mentioned a word that I absolutely love earlier, intentional. Yep. You and I and everybody listening have to be intentional about setting those false feelings aside yep. and doing what God has called us to do. And those are hard. It is hard. Hard to go against the way you feel mm-hmm. because your feelings feel so right even when you're 100% wrong. Right. You still think you're right. So it's really hard sometimes. It is. To, it is. Hard to do that. So, But I... Uh, I tried to encourage everybody yesterday that just to remember that any time that we speak up for Jesus Christ or any time that we are light or salt to this world, um, it's all about the glor- to glorify God and bring people into the kingdom of God. Exactly. And it's not to pat us on the back, say, hey, look what we did. Look how many people I got saved. No, it's all about, hey, we're just going to be used by God. Like, we're going to do our job like salt. We're right. going to be the light of this world. And we're going to let God work in these people's lives. We're going to point them to Jesus Christ. Right. And that's like the most, you know, um, important thing that you mm-hmm. can do. So I kind of closed out with a quote yesterday. You did. And um, this was in 1964. And 
Dwight Eisenhower was president of the United States before JFK, and he um, kind of wrestled with Christianity all of his life. He always said he was a believer in God, but yet he wrestled with the commitment to God. Right. Um, and then later on in his life, um, toward the end of his presidency and even after his presidency, he became what you call born-again Christian right. to where he literally gave his life to God. He said this about four or five years after his presidency. He said, whatever we do, they always find another way to bring evil and disaster in, into the world. The only hope that we have today is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that 100%. For sure. The only hope that we have, it's not in a vaccination. It's not in a mask. It's not in, um, you know, a war. It's not in any narrative that you see today. It's not in any stimulus package. The only hope that everybody has is in Jesus Christ. Exactly. And we got to, that's what we got to point people to every single time. Exactly. Good stuff, though. Very good stuff. And a a great reminder and and something that, you know, I think as we we move forward, just being reminded that, yeah, I think God has placed us all in different places uh, with different groups of people around us, with different passions for a purpose. You know, use them for him. Exactly. Be the salt, be the light for him. And next week we're going to talk about never bow. So I'll probably make some good friends that day just to let you know. Sure you will. Oh, I'm sure. Bring it up. Uh, one of my favorite accounts in the Bible next week. Let me guess. The three, the three, uh, the three guys. The three amigos. Yeah. The three amigos plus one more later. Plus one more. Yep. Yep. So this week we got. Uh, well, let me let me do this. Uh, a week from tomorrow night, March the eighth. Correct. Correct. We have a night of prayer, and it's our monthly night of prayer. And so we want to encourage you guys to come out on Tuesday, March the eighth. At 6 o'clock, and we'll take a few minutes and pray. A lot of things to pray for. A lot of things to pray for as we move into Easter. A lot of things going on globally that's just not right. A Mm -hmm. lot of things that, so we got a lot of things to pray for. So um, that'll be good. Yep. We have the What We Believe class coming up uh, starting this Sunday. And uh, that's March the 6th at 9 a.m. in the Fellowship Hall. And if you guys listening uh, today are new to RCC or you've been attending over the last 24, 36 months, and you need to know more about the uh, RCC and what we do, and you've not made a commitment to be either baptized or you know, put your membership in, this is a good class for you to come. It's six yep. weeks long, and uh, you'll find out everything you need to know of what we believe. So yep. that's led can, by our elders. Yep, you can sign up for that by going to richwood.church forward slash sign up. Exactly. And then um, we have a new women's Bible study coming up. That sounds interesting. Habakkuk. Habakkuk. I like Todd. He said Habakkuk or Habakkuk, however you choose to say it. <laughs> that's on. Uh, that's going to take place on Wednesday mornings, nine thirty to eleven a.m., beginning on April the sixth, and it is also a six-week study, and that's going to be in the fellowship hall. So you can uh, sign up. I'm sure online on the women's ministry page, or call the church office if you want. And we also talked to you guys about LifeWise Academy, and I know we mentioned that a little bit earlier, but if you need inf- information, you can always go directly to their website at LifeWiseAcademy.org, or yep. you can contact the church, and we can set you in the right place. So what else is going on? I don't know. I think that's about it. Is it? Got a new sermon series coming up. New sermon series, the road, the road to Redemption. <laughs> That'll be fun. It's going to be good. That'll be very good. Lead us right into Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. Can you believe we're talking about Easter? 
I can. That hopefully means warmer weather's right around the corner. Oh, please. Right? Please, right? So, um, it seemed like there was something else that was happening that we... Mm-hmm. No? Probably will remember it as soon as we, we sign off here. And it's too late. Oh, well. So, you got big plans today? Having uh, some steaks for dinner. You know what? If the uh, if the weather stays as nice as it is, I may cook them on the Blackstone. Sounds like a good evening. It's going to be a good evening. It's We're been gonna... a while since we've been invited out for steaks and on the Blackstone. You we... have you ever noticed? I always try to leech food from you all, from everybody, <laughs> exactly. whoever you can get I... food from. You don't care. I don't care. Yeah, no. We need to have you up for steaks and frozen too. Okay, let's put it on the calendar. Okay. Yeah, let's put it on. Sounds the calendar. like a plan to me. That'll be fun. Steaks, popcorn, and can I have that too. corner of the couch where it swerves around? That looks fun. Yeah, that's that's comfortable. I bet that's that looks you have, like the go-to place. You have to fight my wife for that corner. Well, I'm bigger than her, but I think she might be meaner. She than could me. maybe take you. She might be. She. I think she. I bet she fights dirty. She does. I bet it's real dirty. Hundred percent. Yeah, I bet she'll kick me in the kneecap and yep. all that kind of thing. So it I, it'd be over before I even get a shot. Yeah, we were me. messing around yesterday, and both uh, the older two kids came to my rescue. Came to your rescue. Yeah, they were like, it. "I'm on Daddy's side. I'm on Daddy's side." Kennedy had Allie's side. <laughs> Not sure what she was going to do, but she had Allie's side. Like, Get off me, you little oh, ant! Guys. So yeah, no things are good. The sun's out, no, so that's it's good. Wonderful right now. So yeah, we got a big week ahead of us. Yeah, always good stuff. And always good stuff. Warmer week, and um, thank you guys again for listening and hanging in there with us. And um, if you guys, um, you know, we haven't said this in a while, but if you have anything we want to you want to hear about and talk about email us uh, email the church or um you know give the church a call we'll try to see what we can do and get a talk about briefly about something that you send in yep. it can be about anything just throw it right out and we'll see what we can do it could be about the lockout it could be but it probably won't be it could be about yoga pants i hope not i hope it is no, i hope not so on that note oh, we on. hope you have a great week we hope you enjoy the the warm weather, get out and enjoy that, and um, hope that you are the salt. We hope that you are the light and that you stay grounded in your faith. Craig, I hope you have a great day. Thanks for joining me. I hope you have a great day and also a great week. Thanks. You too. Hey, later. See you, everybody. Mm-hmm.